the act of simply standing in front of a room of people can be a really scary thing before you even open your mouth. And you might have a thought that sounds like, I never want to do that ever again. I never want to do that ever again. Especially if you're someone who's on the more sensitive side, if you're someone who keeps to yourself, if you're not someone who naturally like wants to be in the spotlight or is super, super extroverted, right? Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here, and now onto the show. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. It's good to have you listening. If you've been around for a while, thank you for being a loyal listener of the podcast. And if you are new here, hi, (laughs) my name is Jess. I've been hosting and creating this podcast for a while now. And I work in the corporate nine to five space. And I'm also a women's career and leadership coach. And I talk on this show all about confidence and finding your voice and learning to believe in yourself because once you do all of those things, you literally change how you show up. Like those tweaks, those pivots, they can change the entire trajectory of your career. But the most incredible thing about all of this stuff and about this show and about these topics and about this work is that these massive changes in terms of your confidence and what you can do professionally, they don't require you to do massive things right now, today. They only require you to do tiny but courageous things every single day. And today's episode is all about that. And this is a topic that I have thought a lot about and that I will continue to talk about because I haven't really heard anyone talking about this. And if you are someone who struggles to bring your voice out, you struggle to feel confident, you feel very afraid to speak when people are watching you and looking at you, I think that this is going to really help you. This really helped me enormously. And what's interesting is that, you know, I really struggled with finding my voice a lot. I felt very deeply self-conscious. I had a lot of fears about my own capabilities in my role. And by the way, those fears never went away. They followed me everywhere I went. I just got better at managing them and recognizing them so that they didn't run my life and didn't like make me miserable, which is what they were doing initially. So I don't want you to be under any illusion that like, they went away and I entered into some sort of nirvana. That's not exactly how all of this stuff works. But anyway, I I had these really like negative limiting beliefs about myself. And one of the ways that that really showed up for me was being quiet in meetings and being really, really afraid to speak up. And there is so much advice out there 
for women on like how to have presence in a room and like how to own a room and like how to be, you know, really confident and like boss, <laughs> boss up. <laughs> those, those words like are not quite my vibe. So it's, I feel like funny saying them. But anyway, there's so much advice out there for women. And yet there, for me, there was never really anything out there that helped me articulate the experience that I was having when I was trying to bring my voice out and when I was trying to have greater executive presence and get over my shyness and get over that fear of speaking up. And what I'm sharing with you today are concepts and things that I didn't really truly discover or deeply understand until I took this foray in my life into the world of theater and performing arts and started to have these experiences of getting on stage and having people watch me and started to take classes and to learn how to get on stage, to learn how to be someone on stage that people want to watch. And as I went through that process, my confidence in my career like skyrocketed. My executive presence at work got crazy strong. And that wasn't even why I took the classes. I just took them because I was drawn to improv. I was drawn to this challenge of getting on stage in this really hard and scary way. And so I did it for fun. And it ended up changing how I showed up professionally. And I believe that one of the reasons the change was like so big and so effective and so dramatic for me was because through my experience of performing arts, I had to cultivate greater intimacy with myself. I had to get to know myself better, get to know my fears better, really understand like why I felt afraid and how to get past that. And through that process, it just changed who I was and it made my confidence so much higher. And what I'm sharing with you today comes from that experience. And what I'm sharing with you today, I believe is one of the most important things for you to wrap your head around. And it is so, so interesting because what you think is going to make you confident and what you think is going to make your voice sound really good and make you feel really awesome in your role or in a meeting room, the way you think it's going to happen is often the exact opposite of how it's going to happen. And I think that this episode will bring that together for you. And so I want to dive in. And the tool that I'm diving into today that is really important for you to begin to develop intimacy with and practice with and knowledge of is the tool of vulnerability. And the interesting thing is you might find that in your quest to build confidence or find your voice, you might find, and you might not even realize this is the case, but you might be trying to do that and trying to find your voice and trying to find confidence without ever having to practice vulnerability. You might be trying to find confidence and find your voice while hiding parts of yourself. And the interesting thing is that in order to find true confidence, you have to do it in the opposite way. You have to be willing to show parts of yourself and make yourself vulnerable. Now, this topic of vulnerability, it can get really heady. It can get really abstract. And I want to make this really, really concrete. And I want you to really see how this applies to you, how this shows up in a meeting, how this shows up in your career, so that you can start to make little shifts and adjustments that will really, really help you. 
So I want to start by defining what vulnerability is, and I'm going to keep it really, really simple. Vulnerability is just two words. My definition is just a two-word definition. Vulnerability means showing yourself. That is all it means. And there are many ways that you can show yourself, especially in a professional setting. And I'm going to give you some examples of what that could look like, what it could mean to be vulnerable. So one way of showing yourself is what I think of as intellectual vulnerability. This is showing yourself, but specifically showing your ideas, showing what's in your mind, showing people what thought you have, what question you have. I know this sounds obvious, but I don't think this gets talked about enough. When you have thoughts or ideas or questions in a meeting, until you say them out loud, they are in your head, which means you are protected from everyone's judgments about whether they're good enough or smart enough. And it is only when you choose to vocalize them and say them out loud that you are practicing intellectual vulnerability because you are quite literally showing yourself. You're showing people what's in your mind. And if you've ever found yourself wondering if you sound smart enough or wondering if your question is stupid, what is happening, many things are happening, but one of the things that is happening is that you are trying to avoid being intellectually vulnerable. You're trying to make sure that you're not showing any parts of yourself to everyone that are too risky. So intellectual vulnerability is one way of being vulnerable. Another way of being vulnerable is emotional vulnerability. And this doesn't get talked about nearly enough. And if you're someone who struggles with fear and anxiety, you'll know what I'm talking about. But I would say emotional vulnerability is when you show other people what you're feeling. And if you have troubles bringing your voice out in a meeting um, or in any kind of work setting, then chances are you feel fear, you feel afraid, right? That's often what is happening beneath the surface is you're experiencing fear. And emotional vulnerability is when people see what you are feeling, when you show yourself, but the part of yourself that you're showing is your emotion and what you're feeling. And when you choose to present or speak up or share your work, even though you're feeling afraid, you are showing people in that moment your emotion. Because if you're speaking up in a meeting and you haven't gotten to the point where you can speak with like really like solid certainty and like really obvious strength in your voice, people will sense what emotion you are experiencing. And by allowing people to see that emotion, you are demonstrating emotional vulnerability. You're showing yourself, but the part of yourself that you're showing is what you're feeling. And the last form of vulnerability is physical, like actually physically showing yourself and your body to people. And I don't want to underestimate this one because the act of simply standing in front of a room of people can be a really scary thing before you even open your mouth, right? Just having your physical presence, your body, who you are standing with people watching can feel very uncomfortable. And if you experience this at a high level, you might feel uncomfortable just being in a meeting, like literally just sitting in the meeting, having yourself there 
to be seen. And I really want to normalize this. There is nothing weird or wrong about it. Like, of course, it makes sense that you'd want to get more comfortable. But I want to make it really clear that there's nothing wrong with feeling uncomfortable just for being in a room. I have been that person so many times. It is such a human experience. And of course, if you can feel that level of vulnerability just sitting in a room, something like physical vulnerability will obviously be heightened if you're not just like sitting in a meeting room, but you're standing in the front of the meeting room, like maybe like physically presenting to people, right? Or you're, you know, like you're somehow in the center and people can really see you. Other forms of physical vulnerability are people like seeing your body and what your body does when you talk. So people, maybe your voice gets shaky and people might hear that or you get tongue tied and people witness your body doing that too. Or maybe you're sweating, right? And people can see I'm laughing because this is me. Like I, I'm, I'm the person like who's done all the things, right? So I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at me. But like maybe you're sweaty and people can see. Or like maybe you just like do something awkward with your hands when you talk and people can see that, right? That's physical vulnerability. You are allowing people to see this experience that you're having, to see like what your body is doing. That can be very vulnerable, right? Especially if you struggle with stage fright. Like, oh my goodness, Lord knows that the body does things that are unpleasant when we have stage fright, right? So that's the physical vulnerability is when people see you, they see your body. And I actually think that is one of the hardest things. I actually think just allowing our physicality to be seen and witnessed can be as challenging as talking and bringing our voice out to be heard. So looping back to this idea of vulnerability, Vulnerability means showing yourself. And there are different ways that you can do this. You can show yourself intellectually by showing people your ideas, by showing people what's happening in your brain. (laughs) That also includes showing people where you're confused, where your brain is confused, asking questions to get clarity, right? That's intellectual vulnerability. There's emotional vulnerability, which is revealing your emotional state to people around you, which if you are working on building confidence and you're starting to bring your voice out, there may be times when you have to practice emotional vulnerability because your voice will possibly reveal to people around you how you are feeling. And those feelings might include fear or anxiety. And lastly, there is physical vulnerability, which is just your physical body being witnessed and seen by other people. And like I said, this can happen just straight up sitting in a room or it can happen when you're speaking and presenting and your body is exhibiting signs of nervousness or anxiety or it can just happen standing in front of a room full of people. One of, one of the things that I practiced in theater was getting comfortable standing, literally standing in front of people. And what I learned through those experiences is like, oh my goodness, like as humans, being seen is fundamentally really difficult for a lot of us and in ways that might seem obvious or simple. And that really helps me grow my own acceptance and you know, compassion for myself when I think, oh, I feel really uncomfortable right now. Like, I feel uncomfortable sitting in this meeting. 
that really was able to get me to a place of like, of course I do. Of course you do. Of course everyone does. As humans, this can be hard, especially if you're someone who's on the more sensitive side. If you're someone who keeps to yourself, if you're not someone who naturally like wants to be in the spotlight or is super, super extroverted, right? And so the good news is this is all normal. It's normal to feel uncomfortable when you venture into these places of vulnerability and showing yourself in those ways or in any other ways. There's nothing wrong with it. That's the good news. The bad news is that in order to build confidence, you have to practice doing the thing that feels scary and uncomfortable. And to help you understand this, I want you to think about a turtle because this is just such a good way to understand it. The turtle is usually in its shell, right? And I want you to think about when you're not putting yourself at risk and you're not being vulnerable and you're not really taking risks as being in your turtle shell. So you are wearing that turtle shell and you are safe and protected. And I want you to think about vulnerability and showing yourself as literally stepping out of the turtle shell and being like a squishy little naked shellless turtle. Like, I don't even know what the shape of the turtle would be without the shell, but just like the squishy part and the shell is completely somewhere else. And if you are a turtle and you're used to having like this comfort and safety of the shell, it's so nice, it's so safe in there, it's warm in there. Like I'm just imagining this cozy shell that feels so good. And like, and also imagining that you're like a squishy turtle in the shell. If you take that shell off of you, you are going to feel terrified because you're squishy and you're usually covered and safe under this shell. And I really want you to imagine this for a second. And I want you to imagine having this protective shell and then taking it off of your squishiness and then going in front of everyone and going out into the world as a squishy shellless turtle. That's really, really, really hard and uncomfortable. And you're gonna wanna run straight back into your shell. And when you are in a meeting and you are sharing an idea that you don't know is a good idea, or you're asking a question that reveals that you don't quite understand something that someone said, or you're letting people hear the emotion in your voice, the fear or the anxiety, or you're letting people see your physicality, they're seeing your body, everyone's looking at you. In those moments when you are practicing showing yourself, practicing vulnerability, you are coming out of your turtle shell and doing something that feels very revealing and very risky, sometimes even a little bit dangerous. That turtle wants to be in that shell. And what inevitably happens when you do that and you start coming out of your shell those first few times and trying to speak up and trying to have a stronger voice and you're, you're newer to this process, you're earlier on in your journey of building confidence, 
What might happen is you get out of your shell, you speak up, you present your work, you show up to the meeting, you do the scary thing, you have that experience of vulnerability and showing yourself and you come out of your turtle shell with your cute, squishy little turtleness and you're like, this feels awful. It feels horrible. And you go swooping back into the shell and you might have a thought that sounds like I never want to do that ever again. I never want to do that ever again. And because of that discomfort, you might then try to build confidence in a way that I really don't encourage you to do and that I really try to point out with my clients because we don't even realize that we're doing this. But you might have experienced such discomfort coming out of your shell that you start trying to like, and you're not doing this consciously, this is largely like unconscious, but you'd start trying to think like, how can I like do the scary thing and speak up in the meeting or like have the strong voice or present my work, but without coming out of my shell? How do I do it while staying in my shell? I don't ever want to feel that way again. And here's what this looks like when you're trying to figure out how to bring your voice out without being vulnerable, without coming out of your shell. It looks like overthinking your ideas to make sure that your idea is really good before you share it so you don't have to feel that feeling of coming out of your shell. It looks like not asking questions when you genuinely don't follow what's happening in the conversation because, again, you don't want to feel the bad feeling of coming out of your shell. It looks like keeping quiet when you're scared that your voice is going to sound awkward because you don't want, you know, to be with the distress of potentially people judging you. It looks like avoiding presenting your work or giving it to other people or passing up opportunities to share your work because you don't want people to see you presenting and see your physicality. And maybe that's really hard and scary and vulnerable for you. It looks like you trying to control how the presentation goes, trying to control how your voice sounds, trying to make sure that it all sounds good. Again, so you don't have to have that experience of vulnerability, of showing yourself to people, of having people looking at you and thinking whatever it is they might be thinking. You don't wanna have those experiences, so you try to figure out how can I speak up and how can I move my career forward without ever getting out of my shell? And so you start to solve for that comfort and safety of the shell. And what's really messed up here and what really like upsets me at such a deep level, you have no idea how deeply this upsets me, is that the, the corporate world reinforces that you shouldn't come out of your shell. And this is why things are so broken for women in so many ways. And I, I want to acknowledge that me being a white woman, I am white, I am heterosexual, I am cisgender. My experience of this is not the same. And the experience of this is so much harder for women of color and women who have marginalized identities. So I want to acknowledge that we all experience this differently in the corporate space. And what the corporate space does often possibly without intending, I don't know, but it, it gives women harsh feedback about how they talk and how they look and how they should be doing things. And what happens is a woman out in her career in corporate America dares to come out of her shell and show herself and be vulnerable. And then rather than getting celebrated for being brave and doing something that is very scary for her, 
she gets critiqued and she gets told that she did it wrong and she gets told that she's a problem. And what do you think that woman's going to do? That woman's going to run straight back into her turtle shell and she is not going to want to come out. And that is what happened to me. And that is why I started this show. Because to me, this was extremely broken. This made zero sense. If we feel uncomfortable, if we feel unsafe, if we are having trouble showing parts of ourselves, the environments around us should not be telling us that we're problematic for having that problem. The environments around us should be creating safety for us and celebrating bravery, not perfection, so that over time we can learn how to come out of that turtle shell. And that's why I started this show, and that is one of the biggest reasons that I do this work, because so much of the advice out there for women and professional development and executive presence is problematic. It is problematic because we all have different struggles. We all have real reasons that it is hard to come out of that turtle shell. And if you struggle to come out of your turtle shell, you have real reasons too. And I think it's very, very dangerous and destructive for the for you know women to start getting policed based on this when we don't know what someone's experience is we don't know why someone's voice is shaking you know like really think about that like we don't know and so for me in this work it is so important for me to acknowledge that you finding it difficult to come out of your shell to show those most vulnerable squishy parts of you is normal. It is so normal. And you don't have to change anything. You don't have to do anything. If you want to practice coming out of your shell, if you want to build courage from an empowered place, I want to help you. But I also really want to emphasize to you that there's nothing wrong with where you are and that your life experiences and your struggles are sacred and your process of moving through them is sacred. And if your environment at work is not giving you that space to just be in that, I at least want to communicate to you that you deserve that space. And perhaps you're not the problem. Perhaps your environment isn't giving you the nurturing that you need. And what I have learned from my experience and this show and the work that I do is that the good news is, is that even if you've been through hard things in your life and you struggle to show yourself and you struggle with vulnerability and you struggle to come out of that turtle shell, the really good news is that can change. And this is the most important thing. And now it takes time and it doesn't always happen overnight. And it's not always an easy process and it requires you to do things that are scary and to feel uncomfortable. But the good news is that you can practice. And this is where I want to turn your attention towards practicing something that will help you build confidence in the long run versus practicing something that will keep you stuck. I know so many of you You want your ideas to sound really good. You want to look and appear confident when you're presenting. You want those things so badly. And so what you do is you focus on those things. You focus on having your ideas sound good. You focus on not being shaky when you present. The problem is focusing on those things is not what creates confidence. 
Focusing on those things actually reinforces a lack of confidence because in focusing on those things, you are trying to cover up the true experience that you're having in the moment. You're trying to control the experience so that no one can judge you. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to learn how to be in a meeting and speak up in a meeting with your turtle shell on rather than doing what I think you should do, which is learn how to take off your turtle shell and get better at that before you focus on tweaking your voice and before you focus on sounding super, super smart. I'm not saying you shouldn't structure what you say. I'm not saying you shouldn't try to be clear. But what I am saying is the most growth that you will experience and the most sustainable growth that you will experience and the most lasting confidence, like if you want to build the kind of confidence that lasts decades and that changes who you are and redefines what you are willing to do in your life and the risks you are willing to take and allows you to be a version of yourself that can handle anything. If you want that kind of confidence, then I recommend you stop focusing on trying to sound perfect and trying to control how you sound and you start focusing on building the bravery and resilience that's required to get out of that turtle shell from time to time. Because allowing yourself to be seen, showing yourself, being vulnerable, sharing the bad idea, asking the questions, having people see you be really, really nervous when you present... That is the thing that will get you to where you want to go infinitely faster than you trying to control your image and control what you say and control everything that you project outwards into the workplace. And I know this is complicated because I know that the workplace often tells women to project perfection, to sound perfect, to look perfect, to be perfect. But here's the thing. When you get to a point of confidence where you are completely okay with yourself and accepting of yourself and willing to take off your turtle shell and willing to ask your stupid question and you literally give zero Fs, you will command a level of respect that it won't matter if you sound slightly unstructured. It won't matter if you sound a teeny bit nervous here and there. When you have that deep-seated confidence within you, that you can handle anything, that you don't need people's approval, that you can do scary things, that you can be uncomfortable, that you can be vulnerable and take off that turtle shell and that you can go there with yourself, you will become so magnetic, it is literally not going to matter. And that is what I want you to build. And I want you to work on that as opposed to working on sounding and looking and appearing perfect. I want you to work on vulnerability and allowing yourself to show parts of you more and more. And the most important thing in this process when you do this is to practice vulnerability, practice showing parts of yourself, practice asking the stupid question and having your own back after that happens, having your own back after your presentation goes badly, having your own back after you get tongue-tied and sound weird, having your own back after you flop. I took a theater class where we learned about the flop, and this was a comedic class where we were learning how to be funny. And the flop in theater, in the way I studied it, is when you're trying to do something funny on stage and no one laughs. 
And the flop is where all of your power is because most people, when they get on stage and they try to do something funny and no one laughs, they freak out, they freak out, and then they get really, really small. But the stand-up comedians and the funny people and the entertainers that are so captivating, it's because they know how to flop. And so they flop and then they lean in harder. And they're like, oh, you didn't laugh at that? I'm not going anywhere. I've got another one for you. I've got more. They've cultivated that staying power. It's like it went poorly. They're not going anywhere. And that's what I want you to be building. And that staying power and that resilience is so effective and so powerful. And it's the kind of thing that helps you get through the difficult moments. So if you have that staying power, you have a moment of flop, of failure, you say something awkward, or you start your presentation, you start getting shaky or whatever. And instead of being like, oh my God, I need to make sure no one sees it. You go to a place of like, all right, here it is. Bring it on. I'm ready to go. I'm getting started. I'm at the starting line and I'm going to run head on into this thing. And I know this is hard. (laughs) And you might be listening to this and being like, this is the most unappealing advice I have ever received. And like, look, the truth is like building real confidence, like real solid, big confidence This is the work, in my opinion. This has been the work in my life is like leaning into that failure, leaning into that flop, seeing how much can I have my own back when this doesn't go well? How much can I be in my own crappy feelings after this meeting or after this thing that happens and still try to like myself and not make myself wrong or bad for it? This has been the most impactful work that I have done. And you can try to build confidence keeping that turtle shell on and and try to build it in that perfectionistic way, but it's not gonna last. It's gonna exhaust you because you're always gonna be worrying and wondering about what other people think and always being paranoid. Like, do I have the turtle shell on? Is it on tight enough? Rather than like throwing it off and being like, hey everyone, I'm a naked turtle and I don't care what you think of me. So we're trying to get to naked turtle. Naked turtle mode is where we're all going and we're going there together. I'm going with you. And the good news is you don't have to take any drastic action right now. The way that big change happens is small change happens over and over again. And small change happens over and over again and it turns into big change. So I want you to practice being vulnerable, showing yourself in small ways. I want you to practice failing and leaning into the flop in small ways. If you say something silly or awkward, I want you to laugh at yourself. If there's something that you feel afraid to share, maybe you have an idea come up and you're like, is this a dumb idea? I want you to find moments to share it. Not every time. You don't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be big. But I want you to take these little steps out of your comfort zone into that zone of vulnerability. And most importantly, after you do it, and actually before you do it, Before you do it, I want you to make a covenant with yourself that you will celebrate only because you did it. You will not celebrate the outcome. You will not celebrate because you did it perfect. You will celebrate because you have just laid that first brick, that first foundational building block in this massive tower of confidence that you are building. And brick by brick, you will practice coming out of that turtle shell, practice vulnerability, practice showing yourself, practice failing and not making yourself wrong for it. And you do that over and over and over again. And each time is a brick. And then at some point you step back 
and you've got a building. And you're like, I didn't even realize that. I was just laying bricks, just one at a time, one at a time, one at a time. And I didn't realize that I had so many. And all this time I was building a building and holy cow, now there's a building. That is how confidence works. You do scary things. You push yourself. It feels hard. It feels new. It feels unfamiliar. And just like that brick building, it looks like it's not working. It looks like it's going to take forever. It doesn't look like you're building a building. And then one day you have a building and you're like, oh my God, she was right. This is how it works. There's not one trick. There's not something you don't know. You know everything that you need to know. It is just about showing up over and over and over again, sometimes in scary ways, sometimes in risky ways, but having your back every single time, no matter the outcome, is the glue that makes those bricks hold together. And it is the glue that allows those bricks to become that structure, to become that self-confidence. So continue showing up. Find small ways. Start small. It doesn't have to be every meeting. It doesn't have to be every time, but find one way to lean into your failure. Find one way to show yourself and be vulnerable and keep doing it and keep having your back every time. That is the best advice I can give you if you want to change. It is what has had the most dramatic impact on my life over years, and it is a constant practice, and I am continuously over and over practicing taking off my turtle shell for longer and longer, practicing showing myself more and more, practicing leaning into my failure and having my back no matter what happens. And it's imperfect, but it doesn't matter. It can go imperfectly and you can still be adding bricks to that building. And that's what I want you to focus on this week. And I want you to give yourself so much grace to mess up and so much room for it to be messy and imperfect and flawed. That's the whole point. The whole point of taking off your turtle shell is it gets to be a hot mess. It gets to not go so well. It gets to not be so perfect. If it's going well and if it's perfect, this is not it. This is not confidence. It's something different. And so give yourself that space. And if you try this or if this episode helped you, please let me know. I really want to give you tips that are actionable, and I really want to help you see that you can change and that you can build sustainable confidence if you are willing to get a little bit uncomfortable. So I hope this helped. I will drop my contact information below, and I want to thank you so, so much for tuning in. This was kind of a longer solo episode, but it felt like five minutes. This literally felt like five minutes, so I'm very confused at the length of this episode, but I hope you liked it. If you want my help, if you want support in this process of learning how to come out of your turtle shell and learning how to do it over and over so that it helps you build confidence, this is the work that I do one-on-one. And I would encourage you to reach out to me if you are ready to get help and get support and if you are ready to make the process go a little bit faster. I will drop my information below. And also, please, please, please feel free to get in touch with me. How can you get in touch with me? On Instagram, you can follow me. Um, Historically, at the beginning of this podcast, I wasn't too active on there, but I'm getting more and more active on Instagram. So come join me over there at The Art of Speaking Up and come to the Facebook community. Uh, Last month in the Facebook community, I posted a series of videos on stage fright 
and my top tips for managing stage fright and working through it. I've experienced it a lot. So if you need help with it, join the Facebook group, which is called The Art of Speaking Up. And I will link that below also so you can join. And I think that's it. I don't understand how this episode turned out to be so long, but I, if you're here, wow, hi, you're so cool. You must say hi to me. I need to know who you are. Not I need to know if that sounded creepy. Oh my gosh. I would just <laughs> love for you to say hi to me. I love like actually knowing who listens to the show. It's so cool because like if you don't reach out, I don't know. Like you're just this human and I just don't know. So it's awesome when I meet you. All right, I'm gonna go but I hope that you are having such an incredible week. I have another solo episode coming out next week and I'm actually sharing a really exciting announcement. It's a personal announcement about me, um, but I can't wait to share it with you. I'm really looking forward to that. So definitely tune in next week. Uh, Check out the show notes for all of the info that I shared in case you want to get in touch or reach out and I'll catch you soon. Have an amazing day. All right, bye.